Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast, where we only talk sports. I'm your host, Will. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will. And today, we're here with another episode. It's just me today, but I'm super duper excited because today we're giving our college football season uh, sort of a preview and predictions. I think this is going to be an awesome episode, so let's get started. Like I said, just me today, so basically I'll go over the preview for the college football 2021 season and then give some of my predictions towards the end of the episode today. And I think this college football season is going to be absolutely huge. I think the competition is going to be far closer than it has been in the past couple of years. I think we might actually see a team besides Alabama or Clemson win the championship this year. I think that would be great, and I think there's a high probability of that this season. Also, fans back in the stadiums, absolutely awesome. I'm actually sitting here right now watching the North Carolina-Virginia Tech game. Watched the fans, watched the entrance to enter Sandman for the Hokies with all the fans there. It's absolutely awesome. It's amazing to have all the fans back in the stadium this year, which I think is just going to raise the season to a whole nother level. I think the intensity that these teams are going to play with is going to be off the charts. So basically what I'm going to do here is go through each conference, give you know some th- some teams to watch out for. And then once we're done with that, I'll give my predictions for the season. So let's get underway. And let's start with the first team, the first conference, I should say, in the alphabet, which is the American Athletic Conference. This conference, I think, this season is going to be run by one team, and that's Cincinnati. Cincinnati could legitimately be a college football playoff team. They have one of the highest probabilities of any team in the country of running the table and going 12 and now they return starting quarterback Desmond Ritter. He's a senior. He's going to be a big playmaker for them. They lost some talent, particularly they lost their two safeties. However, I think guys are going to be able to step up. I think that defense is going to be yet again, very dominant. The schedule, they do have to play teams such as Indiana and Notre Dame. Those are their two toughest games on the schedule. But if they can beat both of those teams, which I think are both top 25 teams, this is a team that's going to threaten to be in the college football playoff, and I think that's great. That's absolutely fantastic for college football if we could have a non-Power 5 team in the playoff. I think Cincinnati probably has the best chance out of any non-Power 5 school to run the table. Uh, some other than, I think the only contender this year for Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference is the UCF Knights, UCF. Returning quarterback Dylan Gabriel, who played very nicely last season indeed. Uh, they actually started off their season with a win yesterday against Boise State, so they're 1-0. That was probably their hardest non-conference game of the season. I think UCF, I don't think they're going to knock off Cincinnati, but I think they have the highest probability to do that of any team in the American Athletic Conference. So now we'll move on to a preview of the ACC this season. ACC probably going to be run by Clemson again this year. No Trevor Lawrence this year. It's DJ. I know I'm going to mess up this pronunciation. DJ Ugalele. I think that, I think that was pretty good. I think that's the that's probably the best I could do on that. Uh DJ started two games for Clemson last season, which one was their loss at Notre Dame. However, he played very well in that game. It was a shootout. 
wasn't his fault they lost that game against Notre Dame. We know he's ready to step into the starting role. And I think I think after week one, we're going to be able to tell just how far this Clemson team can go. Because week one, they're taking on Georgia and Charlotte, North Carolina. Georgia, top five team in the country, no doubt. If Clemson wins that game, they're probably the national championship favorite. If they lose that game, they may struggle to find a way into the college football playoff, considering you have teams like Alabama, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, who are also threatening for a playoff spot this season. But I still think the ACC is going to run through Clemson. Some other teams to watch in the ACC, North Carolina. However, before I say that, I do want to say North Carolina just lost to Virginia Tech in their opener. That's a bummer for North Carolina. The 10th-ranked team falls to Virginia Tech. That's a big-time, big-time loss. However, they do have Sam Howell. And without Clemson on their schedule, they have a chance to win out and go 11-1 and then meet Clemson in the ACC championship. I think North Carolina, even with the loss to Virginia Tech, is still the biggest threat to Clemson in the ACC. Some other teams to watch out for in the ACC. Miami, returning Derek King. They could be very good as well. Also, Virginia Tech, I mean, led by Braxton Burmeister, who, after watching this game against North Carolina, looked very, very solid. Probably one of the better dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. Virginia Tech could surprise a couple of people out there in the ACC this season. Now, we will move on to the Big Ten. The Big Ten, I think, is pretty similar to the ACC in the fact that I think they're still going to be run by that one team, and that one team is Ohio State. Ohio State, no more Justin Fields. However, they do have C.J. Stroud ready to step in. Stroud, I think, very similar to Fields, dual-threat quarterback. I think Stroud is going to be able to step in very nicely and fill that void. And I think the most important part for this team is they return Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and they will have the best wide receiver core in the entire nation, there is no pairing of DBs that can guard both of these wide receivers. They're going to be making big plays the entire season. I think the Big Ten runs through Ohio State. However, there are some contenders. You have Wisconsin out there in the West Big Ten. I think they're the favorites out there in the West. No more Jack Cohn, but Graham Mertz. Uh, we saw flashes of him last season. He looked very good in those flashes. I think he is the key player for Wisconsin this season. However, they're going to have a lot of competition out there. You have Iowa, who's being – personally, I think they're being a little bit overrated heading into this season, but Iowa is definitely a contender out there. And I think Indiana is probably the biggest threat to Ohio State heading into this season with Michael Penix Jr. returning. Ty Freifogel. One of the top wide receivers in the conference also returning. That connection is going to be deadly out there for Indiana. And now we'll move on to the Big 12. Big 12, I think he's going to be run by Oklahoma this season. Spencer Rattler struggled at the beginning of last season, I think you could say. However, at the end of the season, he, at the end of the season, he really found his legs, began playing like a Heisman candidate. And heading into the season, I would argue he is the Heisman favorite. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman, but he is probably the Heisman favorite out there for Oklahoma. He's going to have a big-time season. And Oklahoma, I think, has a legitimate chance of being ranked the number one team in the country after the regular season. 
The main contender out there for Oklahoma is Iowa State. They return Brock Purdy, fourth year senior. They return Brees Hall. That's probably the best backfield in all of college football. Uh, Iowa State, while I don't think they'll contend with Oklahoma, I think they got a legitimate chance, and they have the best chance out of anybody out there. Now we'll move on and take a look at, I think the next conference we're going to take a look at, we're going to skip all the way to the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 is going to be one of the more interesting conferences to watch this season. You don't say that, you know, you don't hear that a lot about the Pac-12. No one, I mean, I don't, I've never heard anybody say they enjoy watching the Pac-12 ever since Mariota left Oregon. Uh, it's not been the most entertaining conference, but I think this season it's going to be a tight, tight race out there. Obviously, everyone's high on Oregon again this season, and for good reason. They returned C.J. Verdell and Kevion Thibodeau leading the defense. However, Justin Herbert is gone again this season. Last season, it was the quarterback play that was kind of their problem. Anthony Brown is projected to be the starter this season for them. Listen, it all comes down to the quarterback for this squad. If somebody can step in, fill that role, all they have to do is step in and play well. They don't need to play like a Heisman. They just need to play well, and this team's going to win the Pac-12. That's all it is. However, they're going to have some competition. I think Arizona State is going to give them a big-time run for their money. Jaden Daniels, the sophomore, I think he's going to be one of the most entertaining players in the entire country. Personally, I'm really high on Arizona State this season. I think they're going to be an absolute menace out there in the Pac-12. You also have USC led by Keaton Slavis. You also have UCLA, who I think could also run the table out there in the Pac-12. And now we'll finish off our preview with the most competitive conference in all of college football. That's the SEC where football is just bigger out there in the SEC. Obviously, you've got Bama, Bryce Young stepping in to fill the hole left by Mac Jones. I have no doubt that Bryce Young under Nick Saban is going to be able to come in and produce at a high level. Also, the defense is going to be astute this season. The defense is going to be very, very good this season as well. But you also have Georgia and I'm kind of, you know, when I was predicting, I'm kind of going back and forth saying, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. I really don't know. It could go either way out there in the SEC. Georgia, JT Daniels is back. At the end of the season last year, JT was playing very, very well. This Georgia squad has the best chance of anyone to dethrone Bama. And JT Daniels is going to be that key player for them. You also have Texas A&M. No more Kellen Mond, so... Having to fill in another quarterback, I think it's going to be a problem for Texas A&M, and I don't see them contending with Bama. Same with Florida, lost Cal Trask. I think Emory Jones is going to be able to step in and play very well for Florida, but not at that Trask level. You also have LSU. Every, I just feel like LSU is a little bit overrated this season. Obviously, Max Johnson is in at quarterback, but they return only one of their receivers from last year. Defense is pretty much the same from last season. Obviously, everyone likes to talk about Derek Stingley. Deservedly so. He's the best corner and arguably the best defensive player in all college football. I just feel like LSU has such a difficult schedule. They have to visit Bama. They have to visit Ole Miss. They play Florida. 
They have to go to UCLA. They play Texas A&M. Personally, I have this LSU team as a 7-5 and five team. I just don't think they're going to achieve as much as people think they are. Ole Miss, but a sleeper team I have out there in the ICC is the Ole Miss Rebels. Listen, this is the best offense in all of college football, led by Matt Corral. They're going to put up 35-plus points a game. No doubt. No doubt. All they need is their defense to make, like, three stops in a game, which is not that much to ask for. All they need is, like, three stops in a game, and this team is going to be absolutely dangerous. I think they will. I think the defense will improve. Offense is obviously the best in all of college football. I think Ole Miss could shock some people this season. So now, let's hop in to my predictions. That was just a preview, so let's hop in to my predictions for this season. We'll go conference by conference, and I'll give my conference championship game predictions. So out there in the American Athletic Conference, like I said, I have Cincinnati and UCF meeting the conference championship, and I have Cincinnati winning. I think Cincinnati is going to go 11-1 and this season at the conference championship. They're going to go 12-1. and The one loss I have them taking is at Notre Dame. That's going to be one heck of a game out there in South Bend, but I do have Notre Dame edging out Cincinnati. So at 12-1, and I don't see Cincinnati getting into the college football playoff. However, they're going to win the American Athletic Conference with that record. I have UCF going 10-2, and then losing to Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference championship. In the ACC championship out of the Atlantic Conference, I have Clemson in that matchup. I have Clemson going 11-1 and this season with their one loss being to Georgia. I do think Georgia, next, this upcoming Saturday, will pull off the upset over Clemson. I think JT Daniels is going to play like a Heisman candidate this season. I have Georgia winning that one. However, Clemson still wins the Atlantic. And out of the Coastal, I do have North Carolina winning. I think it's going to be a close race between North Carolina, Miami, Virginia Tech. But I think Sam Howell is going to play also like a Heisman candidate. And I think I think in college football, honestly, in the NFL, I think you could make – I think every position matters equally. But in college football, I have to say, it seems as if quarterback is by far the most important position in college football. If you have a good quarterback in college football, you always have a chance. And with Sam Howell, he's one of the best. North Carolina meets Clemson in the ACC championship. But I have Clemson as ACC champions for the upcoming season. Now on to the Big Ten. Out of the East, I have Ohio State. I have Ohio State going 12-0. They're running the table. They go 12-0. and uh, C.J. Stroud absolutely lights up the entire conference. So I have Ohio State. And then out of the West, I have Iowa. So I have Wisconsin and Iowa having the same in-conference record. However, it's going to come down to that matchup on October 30th where Iowa travels to Wisconsin. I think Iowa is going to win that game. There's something about Iowa in October and November. They turn into an entirely different team. We've seen it. They've upset Ohio State. I remember that game. They're a completely different team in those certain months, and I think they get it done. I think Iowa meets Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. However, I have Ohio State going 13-0, becoming Big Ten champions yet again. Now, in the Big 12 Championship, I have 
the Oklahoma Sooners. I have Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma also running the table 12-0. Not a very difficult uh, schedule this year for Oklahoma. Their hardest out-of-conference game is Nebraska. And they play Texas, obviously. And I think Iowa State is going to be their most difficult game of the season. However, they're at home for that one. And I think they're going to win that. So I have Oklahoma going 12-0. Then I have Iowa State meeting them in the Commerce Championship. Iowa State, I have them going 10-2, meeting Oklahoma in the Commerce Championship. Big-time rematch in that one. But I have Oklahoma becoming Big 12 champions yet again. Next, we'll move on to the Pac-12. Like I said, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting conferences to watch because I think the title race is going to be so, so close. Out of the Pac-12 North, I have Oregon winning. Their biggest competition out there is Washington. And I still think even without you know that great quarterback that Oregon often has, I think the defense is going to be good enough for Oregon. To win them, I think they're going to go 11-1 and this season with their one loss coming at Ohio State. And then out of the Pac-12 South, I have, I mean, this is such a good division down there here in the Pac-12 South. You got Arizona State, USC, Utah, and UCLA. I could see any of those teams winning, but I do have USC winning. So I have Arizona State going 11-1, and 8-1 and in the Pac-12 Conference. Also, USC going 10-2. and Nine and one in the Pac-12 conference. That extra Pac-12 win sees USC in the Pac-12 championship. But I have Oregon beating USC. Oregon back-to-back Pac-12 champion. And now in the SEC, out of the SEC East, I think it's Georgia. Georgia easily wins the SEC East. I have Georgia going 12 and 0. And out of the SEC West, I have Bama also going 12 and 0. So in the SEC Championship, you get the Battle of the Unbeatens, Alabama taking on Georgia. This is going to be one heck of a game. And I have Georgia winning it. Yes, Georgia dethrones Alabama. I am very high on Georgia this season. Give me Georgia over Alabama in the SEC Championship. So now, before we end here, let me give, so this is my prediction for what the top 25 is going to look like after the last week, uh, after the conference championships. So, at number 25, I have Boston College. I have them going 9-3. and three. Boston College, I think, benefits from a pretty easy schedule. Also have a lot of returning talent. I think they go 9-3, and three, which is very impressive for them. I have them at number 25. And number 24, I have Ball State out there in the MAC. They're easily the favorites. I mean, they return so much, so much talent. And playing in the MAC, there's utterly no competition out there. I have Ball State going 12 and 1, finishing number 24 in the rankings. And number 23, I have Iowa going 9 and 4. That loss to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship is going to drop them down the rankings. With four losses, I have them at number 23. Number 22, I have Oklahoma State going 9-3. and three. They return their quarterback, Spencer Sanders. I think that is big time. I think he's going to step up and play very, very well for this team. Obviously, I, I, I just don't see them having enough talent to dethrone Oklahoma State. However, 
I think this is a nine and three team without, I mean, they lost Chubba Hubbard and they lost their best wide receiver Wallace, but I still think this can realistically be a nine and three team. And I have them finishing number 22 number 21. I have the independent Liberty. I have them going 11, one also, they also have a very easy schedule, I think, and they're returning a ton of talent this season. I think Liberty is going to be very, very good with Malik Willis at quarterback for them. And number 20, as I said, I have Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to pull off a couple upsets this year. I think Matt Corral is going to have a Heisman-type season. I have Ole Miss actually going 9-3 and three this season which includes upsets over LSU. I have them upsetting Texas A&M. They're going to get some big-time wins. I have them at number 20 in the rankings. At number 19, I have Miami out of the ACC. Like I said, returning De'Eric King, I think it's going to be between them, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech to take the Coastal out there in the ACC. I have them going 9-3, finishing at 19. At number 18, I have USC, I have them going 10-3, and 10-2, and two, and then losing to Oregon in the Pac-12 Championship. I think Keaton Slavis will have a nice season. I think USC has a very good season at 10-3. and three. At number 17, I have Notre Dame. I have them going 10-2 and two this season. Obviously, as an independent, they don't get that extra conference championship game. They lost Ian Book, but they do replace him with Jack Cohn, who is a very solid you know, kind of replacement for Ian Book. I think he's going to do well enough to get them as a double-digit team. Double-digit win team, I should say. At number 16, I have Florida. I think Florida is going to go 10-2 and this season. Like I said, Emory Jones, not quite a Kyle Trask. However, I think he's going to play very well. And I have them going 10-2. and At number 15, I have Coastal Carolina going 13-0. and Coastal Carolina, what can I say? They play in the Sun Belt Conference. How, how, and not much competition for them out there. They return so much, so much talent from a team who last year, last year, they went 11 and 1 last year. This year, I have them going 13 and 0. They return their quarterback, Grayson McCall, who's now a sophomore, only a freshman last year. He's going to be big time for them. Coastal Carolina is a team to watch out for. I have them going 13 and 0. Number 14, I have North Carolina going 10-3. and Obviously, with that loss to Clemson in the ACC Championship, like I said, Sam Howell is going to play like a Heisman this season, so I have North Carolina at 14. And number 13 in the rankings, I have Iowa State going 10-3, and one of those losses coming to Oklahoma in the Big 12 Championship. Brock Purdy is going to light it up. Him and Brees Hall, like I said, best backfield in all college football. I have them at 13. And number 12, this might be a shocker for quite a lot of you listeners. I have the UCLA Bruins going 10 and 2. I have them so in the Pac-12 the uh, in-conference record keeps them from getting into that Pac-12 championship game. But they do go 10 and 2 with wins over LSU, wins over Washington, and a win over USC as well. I think they're being criminally underrated this season. Their entire offensive line is returning, as is their entire secondary. Also, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, he is now a senior. 
this team is dangerous out there in UCLA. I think they're going to shock a lot of people this season. They're arguably my sleeper team this year. I have a couple. They're probably the one I'm the most confident in. So I have UCLA finishing 12th in the rankings. At number 11, I have Indiana, 10-2. and two. Like I said, biggest threat probably to Ohio State out there in the Big Ten is Indiana. Michael Penix Jr. and Ty Freifogel. I have them going 10-2 and two on the season. Now, we crack into the top 10. Here we go. At number 10, I have the Wisconsin Badgers going 10-2. and two. Like I said, Graham Mertz, I think, could possibly emerge as a Heisman candidate this season. So I have Wisconsin at number 10. And number nine, I have Texas A&M going 10-2. and two. Like I said, they got to replace Kellen Mond. However, there's just so much talent around that quarterback position. Isaiah Spiller is back. They return on their entire secondary. And I must say, they do benefit from quite an easy schedule. In their out-of-conference, they play Kent State, Colorado, in New Mexico and Prairie View A&M. Those are very, very easy games. And in conference, they only play, the hardest teams they play are Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, and LSU. Really the only one there that I have big time is Alabama. However, I, I do see them getting upset by Ole Miss. Like I said, I like this Ole Miss team this year. However, Texas A&M, going to go 10-2, put them at number nine. And number eight, I have Arizona State. I have them going 11-1, and one, lighting up. However, this comes, may come to a surprise to some of you, but they're not my highest-ranked Pac-12 team. And number seven, I have the Cincinnati Bearcats. I have them going 12-1. Like I said when I started this podcast, this episode, I said they have the best chance out of a group of five team to run the table and make it to the college football playoff. I have them going 12 and 1 led by Desmond Ritter. They're very dangerous. The one loss, like I said, coming at the hands of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. At number six, this is my highest ranked Pac 12 team. It's the Oregon Ducks. I have them going 12 and 1, including the Pac 12 championship game win. I think Kavion Thibodeau is going to play like a defensive player of the year. And CJ Verdell, I think, is going to shoulder a lot of the load for that offensive squad. They're one loss, obviously, coming at Ohio State. So now we get to the top five. And, well, let's go from the top. At number one, I have Georgia. So obviously, they'll be in the college football playoff. Georgia going 13-0, and including wins over Clemson and then Alabama in the SEC championship game. I think this is the most complete team in all of college football, led by JT Daniels. Also in the backfield, they have Zamir White, one of the most dominant running backs in the game. One of the questions is that wide receiver. They only return one wide receiver from last year, which is going to be a problem. However, I think guys like Adone Mitchell and Kyrus Jackson are going to be able to step up and play big time. I think JT Daniels is also going to play very well, which is going to make the wide receivers elevate their game as well. And we know the defense, the defensive line in particular, is going to be very good led by Jordan Davis, their nose tackle. This is a very good Georgia team, arguably the best Georgia team we've seen since that Jake from Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb team that played Oklahoma and beat them in that Rose Bowl game. 
I think this is the best Georgia team since that team. I have them finishing number one going into the college football playoff as the number one team. At number two, I have Ohio State going 13-0. and Obviously, I think they're going to go 12-0, and win the Big Ten, win the Big Ten championship. Not much competition for them out there. I think C.J. Stroud is going to fill the spot at Justin Fields very, very nicely. So give me Ohio State in the college football playoff. At number two, at number three, give me the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma Sooners led by Spencer Rattler. Questions about the defense. I don't think it's going to matter much out there in the Big 12. I think it will matter once they make it to college football playoff. However, in the Big 12, defense doesn't mean much, and this offense is as good as it gets. Give me Oklahoma at number three. So now, obviously, if you're paying attention, two teams left fighting for that fourth and final college football playoff spot would be Alabama and Clemson. Very, very tight. Looking at the resumes, which I was, I have Alabama going 12-1. and Their one loss coming against Georgia. And I have Clemson also going 12-1. and Their one loss also coming against Georgia. So both of these teams have lost to Georgia. So now it really comes down to, okay, competition. How many quality wins do they have? And I think this is where Clemson's schedule is going to come back to bite them. Because you look at Alabama, they're going to have, at this stage, if my predictions are right, they're going to have a win over Miami, a win at Florida, a win against Ole Miss, a win at Texas A&M, a win against LSU, and a win at Auburn. In my eyes, those are all quality wins, which is one of the categories that the College Football Playoff Committee takes a peek at when you have two teams with a similar record you know, like these two would. And now, for Clemson, their quality wins at NC State, Boston College, at South Carolina – if you count out at South Carolina, that's close. I don't know if that's a quality win. So really they have two quality wins, and they're not even close to the level that Alabama's are. So that is the difference for me. So I have Alabama at number four. So now my prediction for the college football playoff is set. Georgia number one, Oklahoma, Ohio State number two, Oklahoma three, Alabama four. So you have Georgia, Alabama, the rematch in the first round of the college football playoff, and then Ohio State, Oklahoma. These are going to be absolutely great games. Georgia, Alabama in the college football playoff. This would be the second time these teams have met. Obviously, Georgia in this scenario beat Alabama in the SEC championship. Now, this is such a difficult game to pick. Because I think Georgia just barely beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. So now you have this. However, they say it's incredibly difficult in football to beat a team twice in the same season. I'm going to take their word for it. Give me Bama over Georgia in this one. Getting revenge for the SEC championship game. And heading to the national championship yet again under Nick Saban. So now, then you have the other matchup. Two, number two, Ohio State. Number three, Oklahoma. Could this finally be the year? where Oklahoma wins a college football playoff game. I say absolutely not. I think Ohio State wins this game. I think Oklahoma's defense is unable to stop C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson. And I think the Ohio State I – think, I, think, I think this game would be a shootout for sure. However, I do like Ohio State's defense more than I like Oklahoma's defense. That's the difference. Give me Ohio State heading to the college football championship. And now – 
you have a rematch from last year, Ohio State, Alabama, yet again in the College Football National Championship. And it really pains me to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and take Alabama winning yet another. The sole reason for this is because it is incredibly difficult to pick against Alabama. They have Bryce Young, who I think is going to play extremely well, especially as he gets more comfortable. So you'll see him at the end of the season playing way better than he did at the beginning of the season. They have John Mechie, who's just the next bright, incredible Alabama wide receiver. And on the defense, they return guys like Christian Harris, Christopher Allen, and Josh Job. This team is going to be very, very good. And we know Nick Saban is going to coach them extremely well. So give me Alabama winning another national championship. It pains. It really pains me to say that. But I'm trying to make this the best prediction I can. So I'll take Bama. Now, before I end the podcast here, we're going to take a look at the Heisman and who I think is going to win the Heisman. Uh, it's really difficult to pick because you guys, you have guys like Rattler, uh, DJ, the Clemson quarterback. I'm not going to try and say his last name again. Uh, you have Sam Howell. You have Bryce Young, JT Daniels. You have Keaton Slavis. You have the Arizona State quarterback. You have lots of guys. For me, however, I think the Heisman is going to go to... This is actually a very, very difficult decision. I want to say Spencer Rattler, and that's what most people are saying. Just because in the Big 12, I think the defenses there are so bad, he's going to be able to put up video game-like numbers. So that is my pick for the Heisman. I'm going to take Spencer Rattler, winning the Heisman, becoming the next great Oklahoma quarterback to win the Heisman. So that is my episode today. It's been our college football preview and prediction show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at just sports underscore pod. We have a lot of cool content coming out on there. So I thank you guys for listening. This has been the just sports podcast. I'm your host, Will signing off.